Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So today, we're going to talk about Colin Powell. Um, over the last few days, we've, we've had a bunch of questions come in about him. One I found particularly interesting. Um, and it, it came from a younger person who, until Powell passed, um, had no idea their father was in the military. And when that happened, they found out that their father believed that Powell had been lied to and just carried forth those lies, and therefore he really didn't play much of a role in what happened. And by what happened, I'm talking about the invasion of Iraq. Um, now, I know for most people watching this channel, you've probably never heard this theory. It is widely believed by a lot of people in the military and adjacent to the military. I would say that probably 60-70% of my friends believe this theory. So what we're going to do is we're going to treat it like any other theory that we, we examine. We're going to go through, you know, is this even possible? We'll go through the evidence. We'll go through counter-evidence. We'll go through the narratives. And, and just see where we land on it. Um, okay, so the, the normal stuff that we run through with wild theories, the answer is yeah. Yeah, it, it could totally be true. As far as is it possible and plausible and feasible and all of that stuff, yeah, it is. And we'll, we'll go through the narrative. Um, so the storyline that develops from people who believe this. It, it basically boils down to the idea that the CIA, in particular, lied to him and that he presented those lies believing they were true. Okay. The first thing you have to know about this is uh, a doctrine that exists. Okay. And, and it's a few questions about whether or not the U.S. should engage in, in a military action. The first question is, is it vital to national security? The next is, does it have clear objectives? The next is, have the risks and costs been you know, thoroughly evaluated? Have all nonviolent methods of policy been exhausted? Is there a real exit strategy, a way to get out? Have the consequences of the action on the foreign policy scene, have they been examined? Um, is it truly supported by the American people? And is there real support internationally? Unless the answers to all of these questions are yes, you don't do it. Um, now, that's the long format. The short format of this is assuming that all the questions are yes. And the plan is the United States shows up, uses air power, to degrade the opposition's fighting capability, moves in on the ground, finds as many opposition troops as they can, pokes holes in them, and then leaves. This is called the Powell Doctrine because he developed it. It's his doctrine. And the situation in 2003 in Iraq, yeah, it, it didn't qualify. It didn't meet this. So, there is the assumption that somebody had to convince Powell to go against 
his own doctrine that had been around for a while, since 91, I think. Um, his namesake, something he truly believed in. Somebody had to convince him to go against us. And that somebody in the narrative is uh, Tenet, uh, DCI, uh, Director of Central Intelligence. Tenet. Uh, they met for five days. Five days. And Tenet answered all his questions. Tenet briefed him before he went to the UN. Right? Later, when he was asked about it, once a lot of the information turned out to be false, he got real defensive. And he was like, you know, George didn't sit there and, and lie to me for five days. The, the narrative says that nobody likes admitting that they got duped. So he doesn't believe that he was lied to. And then there are his uh, privately expressed doubts when it comes to the information, which is funny because this is also used as evidence that he knew he was lying. Um, at one point, I think the most famous quote is something to the effect of, imagine how we'll all feel if we put 500,000 troops in Iraq, march from one end to the other, and don't find anything. Those privately expressed doubts lend to the idea that he wasn't certain. He wasn't certain, so he wasn't lying. He, 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 you know, he was just going with what was the best available information, but he had doubts. He wouldn't be saying this if he knew he was lying, right? Okay, so that's the storyline, and that's why people believe it. That's the, the narrative that exists. Um... Now, on the other side, to poke holes in this, that infamous speech that he gave at the United Nations, right? Uh, State Department's Intel Group, well, they wrote a memo prior to it, and they poked holes in it. And they were like, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this isn't true, this is, this is doubted, you know? And they went through and did that. That's used as proof that he knew he was lying. His private doubts are used as proof that he knew he was lying because he, he seemed very certain while he was giving that speech. And then there's uh, Hussein Kamal, who went to uh, Jordan, and he flat out said, and this is a person who would know, he flat out said that Iraq didn't have that program anymore, that they had destroyed all their stuff. Okay. So that's, those are the key pieces of evidence that are used to demonstrate for fact that Powell knew he was lying. The other side to that is that a lot of the State Department's intel group, a lot of their information was based on human, human intelligence, which is not always accurate so was the intel he was going off of. So he had to weigh it. So he just chose wrong, according to the narrative. And then when it comes to Hussein, he was a defector. He defected, came over, told the U.S., and uh, he went to Jordan, told the CIA and MI6 a bunch of stuff. But then he went back to Iraq. 
So for a lot of people, they discount it because something that is very common is to have somebody defect and feed the opposition a bunch of bad information and then go home. So they're like, well, he had to discount that because, well, they didn't know. That's kind of the, the back and forth with it. Um, now, at the end of this, you have a few options. You have one, Powell was lied to, okay? All right? And he just carried it forward. Referred to it as a blot on his record. But also never publicized who lied to him. Now, some could say he was duty-bound not to do that, especially those in military circles. They might say that. Now, another option is that he was just tired of Iraq. Because, you know, to younger people, Iraq started in 2003. To older people, it started in 1991. People talk about Desert Storm and how quickly it was over. The reality was it never ended because there were no fly zones that ran from 91 until the U.S. was back in there. So there may have been an element of Powell just being like, greater good, we have to get rid of this guy. He's been a thorn in the United States side all of this time. So he embellished, lied when he was at the U.N. Um, another option is that he knowingly manufactured consent for the war to get items 7 and 8 of the Powell Doctrine. Support at home and broad international support. Now, why does this theory exist? And why has it existed so long? This started just as soon as it happened. Powell was uh, not just respected, he was liked among multiple generations of people in the military. They want to believe it. They want to believe that he didn't lie. I want to believe he didn't lie. But when we're faced with this, right, this is the narrative, here's the evidence, the counter evidence going back and forth. We have to go off of what we know for sure. What we know for sure is that he lied. He said stuff that was not true during that speech. That's what we know. Some of it, the human intelligence stuff, sure, you can write that off. Some of it wasn't like that. The stuff about the tubes wasn't like that. That was hard fact. And it got misrepresented. Um... Some of the other stuff that's hard fact that gets viewed as him lying, there are alternate explanations for that. But those tubes, not so much. Um, you know, there was one section where he's going through a translation of something that they intercepted. And there are additions about uh, additions that occur throughout it, things that he added that, that weren't really said. If you're reading a, a translation like that, sometimes in brackets, there is information that came from another report that isn't, it's there for context. Um, so it's not in the actual statement, but it's included to let the person know what they're talking about. 
it's possible. But those tubes, him saying that they were manufactured, you know, well beyond our conventional weapons and all that stuff, there is no explanation for that. None. Um, I'm open to the idea that he was manipulated into supporting it. I wouldn't be surprised if years from now, diaries, letters, or emails surface that suggests that's true. I really wouldn't. However, they don't exist right now. The evidence that we have suggests strongly that he lied to in some way help manufacture consent for that war. That's what the evidence really shows. Sure, this other thing, it's not, it's not some wild theory that is just patently impossible, but it's not what the evidence really shows right now. Um, again, I, I would be open to it. I wouldn't be surprised if he was manipulated. And then once he was manipulated, he felt he had to make the best case possible. But we don't have the evidence to say that. It doesn't exist. So... I hope that helps you uh, talk to your dad a little bit and, and can kind of understand where he's coming from and perhaps bridge that gap. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day.